Good and little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Ooh-da-lally, ooh-da-lally, golly, what a day. Welcome to episode 235, that's 235, it's the Ines Wolves podcast. And the big question, Mr. Liam Keen, is have you done your homework and watched Robin Hood, Disney, 1973, all those years ago, the version? You've had at least seven days to listen to this, watch this, and take heed from my advice last week. Have you done it? No. No. <laughs> Kino, come on, come on, mate. I'm a busy man. Come on, I've got a life. You're not that busy. You're not. But you've been off all week. No, you've been off a few days. Not true. Not true. You've been off all week, mate. It's unbelievable. (laughs) I've been working hard, mate. Uh, uh, We're going to get you to watch it by the end of the season. That's that's for certain. Hundred percent. I'm not against watching it. I'm certainly not. I I definitely have seen it before. Mm. But it's been a long time. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, 1973, unbelievable. That is old, I didn't realise it was that old. Uh, talking about old, uh, what's new with you, Kino? <laughs> All right, granddad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, you know, this is, I'm trying to make this stick, you know, trying to make this name stick that I keep using it, you know, just just throwing it in now and then. It's not quite working yet, so maybe some of the... That's because I'm a sprightly 41-year-old who's uh, very active in his, in, his, um, in his fitness regime, especially at this moment in time. That in itself is an oxymoron, sprawly forty-one-year-old. Yes, that's, uh, that's true. It's when, I, it's when it's when the laptop. It's when I try and sit down in the press box and the, the back goes slightly because I've had a twinge and uh, I get the old glasses out to start the game and then you know leaping across the seats with uh, eighty-five minutes gone to try and get to the fans isn't quite a leap anymore. It's more of a gradual just manoeuvre. Um, little things that are starting to slow me down back in the old age, mate. So nothing that a good mass, mass, massage won't uh, won't sort out. Well, it's definitely a bit of a leap when you've got a bet on a player that's just scored a goal and you're, and you're throwing yourself... I was about to say throwing yourself at me, but that's a bit... Well, you know, I mean, yeah. if we had a couple, couple mate, a couple, couple of tequilas, I'm on dry in January, I could be anyone, so I don't know where I'll be. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not actually that... You know, I've spent this a lot of the time on this podcast putting drinking stories out there, mm. but I'm not actually that big a drinker. You're borderline Gen- alcoholic, mate. No, no, no. I don't, I don't actually drink much in the week. Like, I'll mm. hardly ever have anything normally, and I'll have, you know, uh, I normally would, like, have a good week, week and a half, sometimes even two weeks, not really having hardly anything, and then I'll have, like, a big night out with a load of friends or something. That's what I normally do. It's binge drinking, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't tend to normally drink much in the week at all. And I'll tell you what, it's the 20th now of January, I'm doing dry January, and I got, only got a week and a half in, I was like, God, I'd love a pint. Yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just because you can't have it. I think it's like I the thrill so. of the chase, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's like you you boys on a night out, the missus is at home, you know, you get in, you think you've had a few, you think, you, you think you're pretty good looking, and then there's a few goes, oh, back in the day, you know what I mean, if I was there. But really, it's just the thrill of the chase. You don't really need it, do you? You don't really need it. No, you don't. But it's because I can't have it. I think you're right. It's because I can't have it. I'm thinking to myself, I'll come back after a hard jiu-jitsu session. <laughs> and I'm like, right, I would love a pint right now. And it's not better, I... it's just different. Yeah, well, I was in the pub last night doing a pub quiz, drinking water. Oh, God, were you? Oh, yeah. God. 
Water and a pack of dry roasted. I, I, I didn't even buy water. I took my water bottle with me, my big, my big gym one. Oh, um, mate. Yeah, I, bet, I bet they love seeing you there. Liam Keenan from the gym, sweating hell, with a, with a, with his own, brings his own water into the pub. I mean, they're making a massive profit on you last night. You walk away with a 20 quid prize. I tell you what, you get two words and one of them will be off. 20 quid prize. Well, I'll tell you what. Me and my team won last night. Oh, God. How many we were the two, two teams? 36 teams. 36 teams? You've got no general knowledge about you. We came top. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I've, I've got the vouchers to prove it. Okay. 50 quid voucher. 50 quid voucher Talk for preschool? Was it preschool teams, was it? I'm not even going to dignify that. 50 quid voucher... I'm going back there for a little dessert next week. It's a little great. dessert, excellent news. A little treat. We came second not long ago, actually. Recently, we came second a few weeks ago. We've been we've been going quite regularly every week. Last night, oh, I tell you what, the last round, music round. I'm not particularly great at the music round. I've got friends who are much better than me, and I was mm. sweating. They're like, "Come on!" I, like, I knew we were up there. We we're going to win. Knew you were like, close. This was like, yeah, this was a. I've never been that nervous. I was ready. I was so competitive. I was like, I've got to win this. Yeah, you don't like to, I don't like to lose, mate. You don't like to lose. We, we, we won by 10 points. We smashed oh, it. Smashed it to pieces. Love it. Love it. Tell you what there, there, was a, there was a special round on a, a guest round on the in-betweeners. Would you have been any good at that? Um, do you know what? I, I never really watched the in-betweeners when it was on. And then since it's not been, it was one of, it's one of those shows, and I guess everybody has them, where... You never watch a series. You always mean to get around to it. And at the end of the day, you end up watching random episodes on a plane, travelling. Um, and I had that with Inbetweeners. And actually, I didn't mind it. It's Friday Night Lights as well, which obviously connected uh, uh, slightly to Inbetweeners. Um, I, I watched as well. Is it Friday Night Lights? No, Friday Night Dinner. Friday, Friday Night Dinner. Dinner, yeah. So th- those are the kind of things that I'll catch on a plane. I'm like, oh, I actually quite enjoy this. And then I'll get back and I'll end up watching the series. So I have watched them. I think the majority of them... Big Bang Theory is another one of those, you know, and and then you go and you get into it on the plane, don't you? And then and then you see, and it's episode, it's season one, episode eleven, and then season four, episode three. You're like, who's who's planned that? Who's sat down and planned putting putting two different episodes on across three seasons? It's ridiculous. It's a disgrace. But the Inbetweeners is unbelievable. Is is it is it unbelievable? I think it's I think it's very good. I'm no, not sure. It's I think it's top top tier. Really, I think it's that good. Oh, Maybe shot, it's mate. because I'm slightly I had a slightly different approach to it than you because I sort of I sort of grew up on it a little bit so it's more of a it's it's you know it's probably got a higher place in my my memory than yourself mm. you know it's, I hold a special place in my heart but I just love it but then um, like there's other ones like Peep Show I never watched that when it was on and then you, I've come back to it yeah. in, in years gone by and I've, I've watched. All of them. I think it's nine series. I, like, I don't mind Peep Show. Same. I haven't. I haven't really watched them all, but I watch random ones. And I'm quite entertained by it. Peep Show is brilliant. I've, I think I've, there's. Not, I think there's nine series. I think I've watched every episode two or three times. I've, I've gone through the series a few times, and it's. Oh, it's so good. Didn't mind. I, I didn't. I didn't mind a few series. To be honest, mate. Like all the stuff that's on now, all the stuff that's been previously on, for me, every single time, if I'm flicking through and I've got absolutely nothing on. Guarantee you, you've got a golden episode every single time. Don't care what it is, you always pass. Only fools and horses. Stop. There you go. Happy days. I was waiting Absolutely for you to say genius. that. Absolutely genius. We yes. haven't planned this, but I've never watched Only Fools and Horses. I mean, and uh, it's been great um, representing with uh, Liam Keener for the last, <laughs> uh, you know, six months, and uh, looking forward to to bring Joe Edwards back onto the um, back onto the podcast next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
I'm just going to hold this pause and see how long you can hold it for. <laughs> We've lost half the listeners already, to be honest, mate. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I genuinely thought about this the other day, and I thought, genuinely, we haven't planned this at all. I actually had this thought the other day. I think I, there was a question on it in maybe the quiz last night or something recently, mm. and I thought to myself, I really should go and watch it. I've thought this a few times, but I've never sat down and got and got round to it. I, I'm aware of like the, some of the character names and aware of some of like the you know the, the most famous gags and stuff. But I've never genuinely never seen it. Oh man, you, honestly, you think, I'll, you I'll think, go back think, and watch it. You think in between is his top tier? Wait, wait till wait till you watch that. Um, the po- I'm um, a bit concerned it might be a bit dated now though. Well, still, I think it's great, mate. And to be honest, it's before this PC stuff comes in with every single show now. <laughs> so they still. They still they still get away with quite a bit, which you know it's all harmless. It's great. It's just so good, honestly. Honestly, it's superb. Superb. Right. I will watch it. That's my promise to you. I'll, I'll get round to it. Says the Neil Sutherland of the uh, Express of Star. I'm not having that. No, you're not the Neil. If you're in between. Come on. No. Well, I mean, the whole point of him is that he's thick. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I, you're obviously on. getting the wrong person if you're going <laughs> to think of someone. You know, highly intelligent, athletic, good-looking, charismatic, charming. Think of a character, and then Wolves yeah. three, Southampton <laughs> one. Uh, the the excellent run continues uh, wow. at Molyneux. It's um, uh, obviously you know, a lovely little FA Cup win. But could they do it in the league? Could they do it in the league? Could they get back on it? Could they get back winning? And and yes, yes, they could. And, and despite a few dodgy moments at the start, and look, I think I think. Um, um, you know, in the end of the game, when you when you when we analysed it, you maybe thought that they were slightly maybe fortunate to win. I thought that they probably deserved it across the ninety minutes to score three goals at home is obviously great. Uh, score you know three goals twice, I guess, in inside a week is is fantastic at Molyneux. And things are looking good. We, we got a big shock with the team news at the very start. We kind of got a bit of an inkling twenty minutes before the teams came out. Liam, but goodness me, um, the the young lad came and did. Totti did absolutely superbly well, and I think all in all that was a very very good victory. On the face of it, on paper, it's a great result, isn't it? Certainly, Southampton were in good form ahead of the game, and um, and to be fair to Southampton, they got a pretty pretty decent squad. I think Ralph Hasenhut was a pretty good manager, um, and they're you know I don't think they'll do anything special under him or with the particular squad they've got, and I might be wrong, but I think. Overall, they're a pretty solid outfit. They're probably not not going to go down. Uh, well, certainly in the next few years or so. Uh, come back to that when they get relegated next year. But um, a bit fortunate to win might be slightly harsh. I think what I meant really was that it, it could have gone either way, I felt. Particularly when Southampton got that goal back. I mean, an unbelievable free kick from Ward Prowse. Oh, uh, I mean, world class. Without a doubt, world class. Uh, they then hit the crossbar. They had a, plenty of other opportunities. They had chances before that. Of course, Jose Sarr once again was magnificent and made plenty of good saves. Um, they, yeah, they had they had enough chances to to get a result out of it certainly. And I think on the balance of the play, they they could have got a draw out of it as well. Um, but Wolves, you know, were certainly not bad. They just weren't at their best. They 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 still put some good uh, passes of play together, uh, phases of play together, and um, and they found the goals. And that's the most important thing. Uh, and you mentioned Totti Gomez. Yeah, I mean. I'm expecting, and we'll come on to Brentford, he'll probably play again uh, after Bruno's comments after the game. But, you know, the best compliment we we can give him, which we said afterwards, was that he didn't look out of place. And you can even probably go as far as saying, and I mean this as a compliment, that you you didn't really notice him that much, Mm. bar the first Mm. 
five ten minutes when every touch he was uh, of the ball he was having, Molyneux was giving him a nice cheer and you know he made a few good blocks. It was quite a nice sort of introduction for him, uh, settled the nerves and, and you know got him in his uh, on his way. But yeah, I think it's a compliment to say he didn't really notice him um, because he didn't look out of place. Simple as that. You know he, he slotted in quite nicely. I think Wolves gave away a few too many opportunities, similar to what they did against Sheffield United in the in the FA Cup, and that may be down potentially to no Roman size and how influential he's been this season so far. But they still he still did very well, and uh, and Jose Sarr, as I say, was was the last line defence, and once again is proving to be an absolute snip at six point eight billion. So absolute uh, snip and a half. <laughs> certainly, um, um, you know. Okay, so. Remains to be seen whether Totti stays with the club or not uh, to the end of the season. Would you, would you bring it? Would would you keep him to the end of the season? I mean, to be honest, like, what's more beneficial for him? You know, playing and, and being around Premier League players and maybe getting a little bit more game time and and just learning at Compton or being at Grasshoppers. I would probably say, in his circumstances, probably being at Compton. To be honest, to the end of the season, I think he's earned it if he wants it. If he's adapted, I would I would keep him. Look, Saiz is probably back in a, in in two games time. Uh, there's talk of, of centre-backs again. We see him come in and do a great job. Dean Sanderson can't have been massively happy, I wouldn't have thought. But look, fair play to Bruno. I mean, you know, he has been... He's made nine nine times out of ten, I feel like he's made the right calls this season. And again, from nowhere. That is ballsy. He could have had a stinker. He could have quite a dead sting. He could have, he could have frozen in the middle, you know, on the limelight, home crowd, Premier League debut from absolutely nowhere. It could have been a deer in the headlights. Wolves could have been two or three nil down and it would have been game over and he would have got a lot of criticism. So fair play to Bruno. But with Saiz coming back, with potentially Totti staying, do you... Do Wolves sign a centre-back? I don't think they do. It's, it, it starts to look increasingly unlikely, doesn't it? When you mentioned Saiz is potentially going to miss only a couple of games. Um, Gomez did very well. Sanderson's there in the squad, but he, he, you know it's looking more likely now that he may go, go back out on loan again. Don't think Marcel's that serious. No, uh, although I don't think he was particularly great against Sheffield United. In no, the, but I'm just back, thinking but, the bodies. I'm thinking. But about no, you're right. You've got Neves back. You've got Dendonka can play at the back. It just Dendon- it seems to me like like if I gun to my head now, Wolves will not be signing a centre back. Yeah, and, and Dendonka did well actually against Sheffield United in there. Um, I would have played. I'm sure would have played. You know, if Neves wasn't, you know, didn't have COVID. Exactly. And you mentioned uh, a player we're forgetting as well. Hover, you can play yeah. centre back. So you know, they they do have the bodies coming back in now. Hover and Neves are back in training this week again after after COVID. So you know, they've. Um, it's not ideal that they've only got three. You know, in size Kilman Cody when they when they were here, they've only got the three really that are out and out centre backs. Um, but you know, yeah, you bring Gomez in now from from the cold almost uh, out to, to uh, in Switzerland at Grasshoppers, does very well. Sanderson's in and around it. Then Don Marcel, and you mentioned Bruno's calling, and you're right, it was a big calling. He, he made the right one, um, but he was almost forced into making at least one big call, wasn't he? Because with Neves having COVID, then Donker going into midfield, or he goes into defence, and Luke Kundal comes in was the other option. Bruno said that they were thinking of. So either way, he was going to give a a full debut um, to a yeah. uh, to a, to a youngster. I mean, I know Jordan could have potentially come in, but it, again, it's similar situation to Kundal. So um, in some ways, he, his hand was forced. But you're you're right; it is still a very ballsy move to throw Gomez in, particularly when he's come back 
off his loan at Grasshoppers during their winter break in what was meant to be and what was planned to be just an opportunity for him to come back and train and, and you know meet the squad and meet Bruno and Bruno get a look at him of course which is important because since he signed for Mesterill he's never been in Wolverhampton he's always been out on, out on loan he went straight out there so he's never really had a prolonged stay with the squad um, massive call and I think it worked out and he did well and as Bruno said after the game he may have to keep him in for Brentford now because he did so well yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see it. we'll see about that but um, you know he's the actual confidence that can give someone not just going forward but for their career to know okay I can do this you know, and, and, and all with all respect, due respect to Grasshoppers, he could dominate in that league and, and you still probably won't know whether you're going to make it or not. The fact that he's come back will give him a huge, huge, something he'll never, ever remember, but forget for the rest of his life. But at the same time, we'll probably give him that confidence to go, OK, I can do this now. You know, I can, I'm, maybe maybe I'm better than I thought. Maybe I can, if I can handle myself in this, you know, in that cauldron and, and play admirably, then, then you know the the strides that he can take now as a young lad in the next two to three years could be significant just from that game. Definitely, you look at the. I think um, it's important to look at the sort of the narrative and the feeling around a player and how quickly that can change. Look at Max Kilman; he's the the prime example. I think most supporters thought that he should have had more games last season, but I don't think anyone could have envisaged how incredibly well he's performed this season. Um, He's been he's been superb. So, and and look at the age as well. Gomez, the day after his debut on the Sunday, turned twenty three. That's only a year younger than Kilman. I'm not sure off the top of my head when Kilman turns twenty five, but it's a year, year and a half, you know, younger. It's not much. It's not much at all. And he's probably going to be looking now to start playing regularly. He's probably going to want to be in the Premier League squad regularly or in and around it. And if he can prove himself over these next few weeks and possibly months, if he does stay with the club longer. He's going to get an opp- a real opportunity to really, you know, force his position in the squad because they are they are short on centre backs. They certainly are, and and as soon as he gets into a a run, possibly of games, or even if he gets into a run in the squad, at least the perception around him changes. He becomes a, a Premier League player, doesn't he? And then people start to think of him as a Premier League player, and that the outside perception of it, I, th- I think is is almost equally as important as his own self confidence because. Once people start to think you are something, you you almost do become that, and uh, it's it's helped with Kilman. I think inevitably it's helped his his progression this season. And Gomez, once he gets into that position, if it does happen for him, uh, he can be a part of the squad. I think, and it's not always not the it's not always the the, the popular answer to say that they're going to save a bit of money and, and use a kid. But if the kid's good enough, sometimes you've got to give them games. And in that one game, albeit one, we have to not get too carried away. He showed that he can do it. He's now got to do it on a consistent basis and that's in training, outside of training, the way you live your life, the way you look after your, your body and your mind outside of football as well. Um, to be a proper top-level professional, that's what you've got to do and he's got to do it now. Just look, just look at some of the, the post-match comments on our video, Liam, our analysis video. Oh, have you read it, these? Yeah, I, well, I wasn't sure whether to bring this up or not because my some of my mates made me aware of one of them the other day. Uh, uh, we've had a bit of a laugh about it these last few days. Uh, I must admit, I'm assuming what you're going to bring up the exact one that I that I'm talking about. No, there's there's a few kicking around, I think, which you know, 
9,000 views and 99% likes. So, you know, don't 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 take it to heart, Liam. But, um, oh, oh, I'll try to lose any sleep. I don't think somebody liked the fact that you said that Wolves might have been a bit fortunate. Uh, whose side is Liam on? I thought we deserved it. No way should it have been a draw. Yes, we had a couple of mo- nervy moments. Probably not our best game, but we've done enough. Um, uh, let's have a look. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. He has a massive issue with Wolves. I think he's blagged the job pretending to support Wolves. Have it on genuinely good authority that he's Villa through and through. <laughs> Watch this report from when we beat him in the last minute at Vile Park. It's obvious. Oh, yeah. mate. Yeah, Absolutely. I was so gutted, wasn't I? Yeah, when, when oh, Wolves dear. beat Villa. Here's another one. Imposter Liam AVFC Keen. He says, is that your middle name? AVFC Imposter Liam, AVFC Keen, pretending to support Wolves again, I see. Can the Express and Star please stop this clown reporting on our games? Oh, God, he's hey, got Abuse me. of the Week is back, baby. <laughs> Bring it back, mate. Bring it, it back. back. No, that, that's the same That's the same account, isn't it? Twice well, saying that I'm a Villa fan. Yeah. No, my, my, literally, a few days ago, my mate sent me a screenshot and said, have you seen this? Because I don't, I don't look at it normally. I, I don't really care. Um, and then, <laughs> So then all of this week, they've been, they've been calling me a Villa fan all, all week. Um... And I just don't really, yeah. I mean, I don't know how he's possibly seen that because. Are yeah, you a Villa I'll, fan? Have you got, I, have you got any Villa kit when you were a baby? Any, yeah, any t-shirts kicking yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive. I've always been a massive. You know, my favourite pundit is right now, Gabby oh. Bonglehor. Unbelievable pundit. pundit. Uh. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to get into that because I'll start ranting about how. How they get some is. of those people on that show? I know, it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely dreadful. They are um, no, terrible. I, he, he's, he has got me. Yeah, I'm a massive. I've always been a Villa fan. He saw how unhappy I was after the. Uh, after the, <laughs> the wolves come back, what do some people actually see? It's mad. It really is. It's, it it does make me laugh. It's funny. It's uh, no, it, it did give me a chuckle there when I was listening to it. I tell you, I tell you what, uh, always gives you a chuckle as well. I mean, look, they scored three goals, but always nice when first homely goal at Molly. My tea's ready. The kettle's boiled. Cody <laughs> on the uh, on the score sheet. Always, oh, is Connor Cody having a sneakily great season? Liam Keane. He's not even sneakily doing it. We're talking about Saar. We're talking about Neves. We're talking about Kilman. Connor Cody, for all the kind of criticism unwarranted, most of it I would say, or some of it last season, he has been incredible at the back and and what a player for someone like Toti to have by his side by the way when you want to you know get through your first Premier League game but him himself I mean absolutely sensational and you can go along saying you know that you always have your detractors saying he shouldn't be playing for England there's better players about is there is there really I don't think there is honestly like he's been sensational sensational Exactly. I mean, we spoke about this earlier in the season that he, even this year he had a couple of struggles. There was an early, early part of the season that he he went through a, definitely a spell of bad form. And since then, it's probably what, maybe late September, October time, since then he's been almost faultless. He really has. Alongside, obviously, Kilman and, and Sice. But he probably doesn't get as much... Credit is the others. I, I mean, I've spoken about him plenty of times. I've spoken to Bruno about him. He always gives a glowing reference. Um, and fans do give, you know, Cody credit, but he probably doesn't get brought up as much as Kilman. But you're right, he's been absolutely brilliant. And uh, he deserved that goal and deserved that moment. And, and that stat actually totally passed me by at, when the uh, when the goal went in. I, 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 to- 
<laughs> I totally, uh, I totally forgot that it was his first league goal at Molyneux. Um It's because I'm trying to think back to the times he scored. There's not many of them, so you know it's. Uh, it was nice. It was really was nice for him because he obviously got that disallowed goal only moments before. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was just a really nice moment. You see the pictures, his face, and and he, he deserved that. And um, and yeah, he's been he's been excellent. He's invaluable, I think, to to this side. And and there was I'm going to sort of skip ahead slightly with one of the questions I saw. Uh, which made me think of of Cody, and it's good that you brought him up because they asked about what if everyone was fit, what my back four, so my two centre backs in the back four would be. And I always said at the beginning of the season I would probably go Bolly and Kilman. And I know we can think about you know if Bolly was fit, and we talk about the Bolly of maybe two seasons ago that was unbelievable. But I genuinely think now I'd say Kilman and Cody because I think Cody's been that good um, that it's, it's very difficult to leave him out of the team. Um, is Bruno ever going to go to a four? Why would you want to go but to a four if they're doing this? Would you go to a four? Do you think they'll go to a four next season? And if they do go to a four, does this mean that Connor Cody's out the side? You can't drop him, can you? Can you? I always felt that... Can't play in a back four. You can't play in a back four. You can only play in a three, Liam. It's what they'll say. Is it's it, right. is, is it is that correct? It's right. Well, he, he played a couple of games in a four... Um, for England, albeit international football is very, very different. I, I understand that. Um, I would have, I would definitely have reservations, uh, but I would, I would give him the opportunity to prove us wrong. I think, I think he's earned that as a bare minimum. How old is he now, Connor? Twenty-eight, off the top of my head. I mean, you know, he's got, he's got his best years still to come. You know, the next three or four years. Yes, I'm correct. Twenty-eight. Although in. Uh, 25th of February he turns 29 yeah but I mean still you're right you're right he does he does he's got the, he's got his best years ahead of him he's got another well I mean I know it depends on each individual player and how their sort of body breaks down eventually but he's probably got another three four possibly five years at the top top level easily yeah yeah you know? I think so I think so too um, no it's really good and um, look absolute shock horror I think Wolves have been eighth for three and a half years. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they continue to be eighth. And, there's, and looking at the table, Liam, it's, it's not as if they're going to get go seventh or go lower anytime soon either. You know, there's quite a few teams that are, uh, you know, Leicester are six points behind them. Okay, Brighton are a couple of points behind them, but they played a game more. Uh, not, I, mean, I mean, when chasing, I guess the lead, the, the chasing pack wasn't, wasn't great that uh, United won last night, Spurs... Came from the came from nowhere to to win uh, in the ninety fifth and ninety seventh minutes. So so they've gone they've gone fifth. Uh, United are now four points ahead in seventh. So there is that little gap. There's a gap between the the chasing pack and there's a gap between the top the top seven. Liam, can they bridge either of those? I mean, look, I guess the the likelihood is is that the the likes of Leicester and and and, and you know so forth will be looking to close the gap probably more more quicker than Wolves can get up but with a game against Brentford with that hard December out the way a couple of wins it'd be great if they can be back in and amongst that top six top seven I think they certainly can I think you look at the teams that are above them um, and albeit yeah, it was a bit of a blow to see United get a, and Spurs actually get the results last night you look at Spurs Arsenal United even West Ham to an extent because they played a few more games as well on 22 played Wolves on 20 and a lot of the other teams, Spurs, Arsenal, United, are all less than 22 as well. So I think even West Ham, to an extent, are it, it's it's doable. Um, 
I've got to be careful on how on how far I say that because West Ham are currently fourth, and and of course if I if I get too you know overzealous with this, I could be talking about Wolves getting top four, which I think is still it's still a fantasy. I think we have to be realistic. Wolves are not going to get Champions League football. It would be unbelievable and amazing if they did, but I I think it's very unlikely. But you look at the teams and 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 who they are in terms of the the personnel and. The management and, and, and their form. I think all four of those teams are catchable. I actually think West Ham are probably the strongest of, of the three, even though they've slipped up a couple of times recently. Um, of the four, rather. But uh, United, Wolves have beaten them already. Arsenal were in very good form. And obviously Wolves didn't play them, but I've got a game coming up soon with them. Wolves should have beaten Spurs. We'll have another game with them soon as well. I think it's certainly doable they can make those points up. And they've got a game in hand on, you know, on United, for example, a couple of the teams around them. I I think Wolves are more than capable of getting top seven, but I, I always hedge my bets when it comes to this because I uh, I'm always open about the the prediction I gave at the beginning of the season. I think most fans, no one thought they were going to get probably maybe even top half. I, I said mm. around twelfth. Mm-hmm. I've revised that and said top ten. I'm still going to stick with top ten because I think. You know the, the squad is it still needs a couple of additions. You know injuries can always happen; anything can happen. And I think even though they are on a good run, they've you know they've slipped. They have slipped up a couple of times against other teams in the past, and they will lose games obviously in the second half of the season. So I'll go top ten still, but I'll, I'll caveat that with it's more than possible they can get top seven, and and with that Europe because um, it's likely that obviously one of the the, the, the cup victories will go uh, to to one of the top teams most likely. So. Yeah, I um, Wolves couldn't be in a, in a better position, really, to be honest. Uh, considering the expectations of them, the squad, a new manager coming in, I think they've exceeded expectations, and, and Bruno's probably, you know, overachieving really. Considering, albeit that the, you know the squad's got a lot of talent, it's slightly too small, and he's doing a, he's doing a brilliant job. So, I would love them to get top seven. I'd love a European tour next season, um, and it's possible. It still it still is probably. Overachieving him, I think he's massively overachieving. There you go. Honestly, I, I really do. Uh, I put a tweet out I don't know, a couple of weeks ago now, saying that you know, and this was at halfway point. I know it's not the end of the season, but if you were choo- if you were choosing the manager of the season at this moment in time now, Bruno Large would be right up there, or he should be right up there, whether he would be or not, with the you know. The, the anal people, you know, picking between Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea and uh, and West Ham. But for me, um, my manager of the season, my 3-2-1 or, or my top three managers of the season so far, and I'm not including Pep with his bloody, you know, £1 billion squad because it's just ridiculous. No offence, Liam, you can manage Man City and win the league. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm pretty good at football manager. Yeah, exactly, there you go. My three managers this season, and you can, you can move them around any way that you see fit would be um, David Moyes at West Ham. I think he's done an unbelievable job. Bruno Large and Patrick Vieira at Palace, who everybody thought, who had no people in the squad and, and, and you know, are currently 11th in the league and, and are doing very well. Those would be my three. And there wouldn't be anyone come close. It would be Large, it would be Vieira and it would be Moyes. And those would be those three guys. And you can laugh as much as you want. But I tell you what, if you're looking at the, the job that these people have done with the squads that they've been left with and how they've manipulated and how they've, you know, nudged and nerdled and made signings and sold. It's, it's light years ahead of some of the others, honestly. 
I'd be tempted to throw maybe Graham Potter into that as a fourth option as well. Um, oh, yeah, they're doing all right, but the. And like only because I, I totally I totally wrote Brighton off before the season started. I even made a joke on the podcast saying that they're no good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I'd possibly put him into that. But I, I think I'd agree. I don't think I can name any other manager that would um, that would that would come into the conversation. The problem is, you're right, they, they will go to probably whoever wins the league. Or, go to Pep. It's good to Pep. Y- yeah, you know. Just um, default to Pep is what will happen. But I think it's important to take the context in, into account. You know, if... You know, if, if Man City sit, for example, on no fifth or sixth and they go on an unbelievable second half of the season run and they go and win the title or something, you know, give it to Pep, whatever. But, you know, as it stands, they're, what, 11 points clear, have mm-hmm. played a game more than Liverpool, but they are, you know, they're most likely going to run away with it as usual and, and you're right, the context around the spending, etc., etc. Put the context into it and I think Bruno Lodge has to be up there because of everything you just said. You know, the, the spending constraints he's, he's been under, the... The size of the squad, the injuries he's had to contend with, the centre back issues, of course. You can go on and on and on. And he's he's come in and done what people didn't expect, which was turn Wolves into not the most exciting at the moment, albeit that's what he wants to get to. But they're you know they're a very solid outfit and they're grinding results out. And you know they've started scoring a couple of goals recently, but it probably won't continue. Um, and and they're, they're doing brilliantly. He's he's done a superb job, a sterling job. Half an hour into this podcast, and we haven't we haven't got to the big news yet. January has come, signings are open. Wolves have made a signing, baby. Chiquino. <laughs> is uh is here? Is he tell us tell us a bit about him, Liam? Because I must admit, I, I know loads about every single play that Wolves sign. I've heard of all of them, but I definitely have not heard of Chiquino. Um, uh, so please let us know. Uh, what he is, what the situation is, how good is he, and can we expect to see him in a Wolves shirt sooner rather than later? You go, go, go. I'm off. Um, so if you if you watch a, a YouTube Not compilation, Chiquito, by the way, which used to be a delicious Mexican that I used to go as a special Friday night, Thursday night, Friday night treat. Where I used to take my date, um, depending on who that may be, back in the um, back in the bigger days. Why I used to order uh, fajitas because that was the healthy option in inverted commas, uh, <laughs> but then used to used to let myself down with the fried ice cream. Carry on. Very good. Um, yes, it is Chiquinho, not Chiquita. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter using Chiquita. Um, so if you watch a, a YouTube compilation of him, he looks like a world beater. Oh mate, shock. <laughs> Which is yeah, I think a lot of people probably watched William Jose's uh, goals before he moved. There's oh, a compilation of you on then. You actually sound like a journalist, but you know we all know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just a Villa fan in disguise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt, of course. You know, he's 21 years old, turns 22 on the 5th of February, but, you know, he's got very limited professional experience. He's um, he, he came through at Sporting, moved to Estoril in 2019, I believe it was. Had a, a bit of a breakthrough season this year. Scored uh, a handful. Uh, scored, scored three, I believe. Assisted three from nine starts, fifteen appearances. Mm-hmm. So a pretty decent return. Can play on either wing. Looks tricky. Looks fast. And looks exciting. Um, and it's it's difficult to to really say what he's going to do this season because is he staying with reasons. the squad? Um, but he at, right now he's you know he's with the first team. He's training, but there is certainly a potential he could go out on loan. It's a it's a fluid situation really on how Netta comes back. Assessing the options, I think, as they get towards the end of the window. I know they're with it being a twentieth. There's not long left, um, but he's, he could go out on loan 
this month before the end of well, the month. We see, we've seen a lot of players lately who have been bought and and sold, and we never really see them in a wolf shirt. Can you see? Is there more hope for for this lad being in and around that first team? Maybe not this season, but in future seasons. Or do you think it could be a a wait and see? We'll see how he develops away, and maybe we don't see him in a wool shirt. Well, I think you look at Toji Gomez as an example. He came from the same club, Estoril, and um, albeit he's had eighteen months out on loan, he's he's had his chance and he took it the other day. So, I think there is more hope with this signing than than there has been with previous ones that I think have been quite obviously, um, you know, a, a cheap option to snap up and you know take take a chance on I, I'm trying to phrase it correctly here it's three million in the grand scheme of things is very cheap but it's not like you know a 200 300 400 thousand pound sign you know what I mean there, there is a little bit more expectation on his shoulders um you look I think the best way to look at it is is look at it as Wolves have and if it, it, this is if it turns out well and it turns out to be a good player and you know the next Pedro Neto, which would be nice because, of course, he came in for 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 not a particularly high fee. That Wolves have really cut out the middleman by bringing him in. You look at the amount of players that have come from Portuguese sides, whether it's the top clubs like Porto, Sporting, Benfica, or whether it's some of the smaller clubs like Estoril, um, and they've gone on to do exceptionally good things in the Premier League and other leagues, either via another club or straight to the Premier League most of them have gone via another club you know Edison for example we, City spent 30 odd million on um, he, he went via uh, Benfica before before coming over Wolves have gone in really and, and beaten the, uh, you know skipped past the middleman and uh, and snapped a player up for 3 million uh, there's add-ons that take it to 4.25 million so on the grand scheme of things it's not a huge fee at all and it's an opportunity for them to to bring a potentially exciting young player in, and uh, I, I think it should really be just uh, it should just be a positive sign because if it doesn't work out, it's low risk. If it does work out, and, he, and he's a Pedro Neto style, for example, and he comes in and, and sets the, the league alight in the next season or two, then it's an unbelievable signing. So I, I don't really see the um, how there can be any negatives. I don't think there has been really from what I've seen the reaction to. It. I think most fans are are quite excited by what he might be able to bring. It just mm. depends on whether he stays here this month or not. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the, the questions pretty early this week, Lee, because, one, I want to um, try and make it shorter podcast, and two, uh, there's a lot of questions that we'll probably we'll talk about now, so you know we're going to talk about anyway. So the, the peeps have brought them up. I was giving hugs out, the first 14 and a half hugs, so anyone well who, who sent, a, sent a reply in, a question in, got a hug for the first 14 people, so I hope you enjoyed those gifts. Uh, but there's some good questions, mate. So let, let's crack on, shall we? I'm ready when you are. Okay. Linda's Lama asks, interesting article by Dave Edwards in the Express and Star this week. Plug. But we have success. But why have successive managers consistently preferred continental youth over academy talent? Is there a massive gap in experience or skill level? And if so, how can this be bridged, if at all? That's a really good question. It is a good question. It is I a really good question. That. Good question, Linda. It's a great question, and it's. I don't. I'm not sure even where to start with answering it. I think uh, a lot of it is to do with, I suppose, the atmosphere and the the culture at Wolves now. And of course, it is very um, foreign based now with a lot of the players that are in the first team and, and coming through. Um, but then I think you have to use Luke Kundal and Max Kilman as two examples. Kilman obviously being the major one, but Kundal has come through, got his Premier League debut off the bench the other day. Has uh, really impressed Bruno Large, and Bruno speaks glowingly of him. So 
you have to use them as examples. If you're good enough, you can get through. Chem Campbell has been on, to the, on the bench plenty of times and not quite made that step yet. And it's probably it's probably the kind of player you, you would look to towards the loan. I mean, I spoke to him, well, what was it, maybe October, November time, I think it was, and uh, after an under-23 game. And he, he, you know, he wanted to go out and, and get loan experience if he couldn't. If he couldn't get any games, it looks unlikely that he'll get minutes. I mean, particularly with a, a player like Chiquinho coming in, if he does stay and doesn't go on loan, he's in the same position as Campbell. But you, there are, you know, there are plenty of decent players coming through. Dexter Lembikisa, who came through, was on the bench in the FA Cup the other day, an 18-year-old wing back. So there are local players coming through, and you have to just use the the examples that are there as Condon and Kilman, as uh, you know, if you're good enough and you adapt to what the manager wants which which might be slightly different to what they're used to uh, what they're used to with British managers in the under 23s or further down then you know if they adapt it's, it's you know the chances are there Jan Eden says there's a rumour circulating around the Billy Wright stand on Saturday regarding an idea that Fosun were going to stop over 65s from being in the outer areas of the stand so they could generate more seats for full price tickets please tell me this is as daft as it sounds yeah, I I missed that question. Uh, didn't even know that. It, uh, that sounds it sounds silly. Uh, I'll have a look at it, but I, I don't think that's there's anything in that. You get Liam. will get back to you, John. If there's anything in that, but uh, as it, it does sound ridiculous, surely. Surely. Yeah, I mean that. I, 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 yeah, that sounds ludicrous to me. But this, this sounds uh, ridiculous as well. Luke Lewis, how come they don't serve burgers and chips in the concourse? Don't they? I thought they did. They must do. Surely it's just surely it's not like pies and like the, I know they went posher, but surely there's burgers and chips. Although to be honest, I haven't seen a burger and chips kicking around. I must admit when I when we walk through the um, the concourse down to um, down to our, our soup and and pie and food at half time, I've never seen burgers and chips there. Have you? No. You recently? No. Maybe he's right. Get get back to us. Do they serve burger and chips there? Surely they do. <laughs> the big, the hard, the hard hitting questions. Surely they do. I didn't. I must admit, when I was when I was back supporting um, and and going in the days, I used to love a burger and chips. They used to be crap, and they used to be. Crap, but it's just, it was almost that artificial taste that you almost enjoyed. Do you know what I mean? The cheese and the burger was absolute crap, but it's kind of like grilled outside. Like, did you do you ever There's... like go to a little? A little one outside, you know, a little one, a little burger van. Get the old onions that have probably been there for two oh, and a half hours. There's something about the the burger from a burger van outside a football ground that is just so mm. good. There is, isn't there? Something about it. Because as a kid, I would have one every time I go to a game at Molyneux. Oh, sorry, I meant Villa Park. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep holding on to this joke. It's uh, there's something that's really special. I don't know what it is. I've got no idea. Maybe it's because it is so. Artificial and been hanging, sitting around there cooking for <laughs> for hours. Yeah, but it's and it so doesn't good. fill you up at all for me. Like you go through you and you're like, oh, okay. Give me a full size Yorkie when you get in the stadium as well, please. <laughs> I, bet, I bet in your younger days you definitely would have. Oh, one. give me a couple. <laughs> Kit Kats used to be lighter, especially when you had the four four fingers or five fingers. I'm like, yeah, but it's light chocolate. Yeah, three three bars later. <laughs> Angus Gill, what would happen if both grasshoppers and wolves qualified for Europe and we were drawn against each other? They would uh, they'd play a game of football. Yeah, I was going to say they'd play football, <laughs> wouldn't they? Um, I'm assuming he means with the low knees. Know, the, the low knees and that. Um, it depends on the on the. Uh, I don't actually know the updated UEFA rules on on low knees. My you know, I suspect that they 
wouldn't be able to play. But um, there's also a, you know, if Wolves have an agreement with them, they you know, they may be able to play as well. So um, yeah, it it depends really. It's a, it's a, it's always, it's a one if really. Um, so I've lost my way there. One second. Um, and the Wolfpack says, is centre back number one target in the transfer window? Well, we kind of discussed that that potentially it might not be. Moutinho can negotiate a free transfer in ten days. Apparently, Roma are interested. Are Wolves going to offer a contract extension? Also, when will Neto be in full contact training? I'm going to I'm going to mosey this in with Out of Darkness as well. They said, what are your thoughts on the out of contract players? Moutinho, Size, Ruddy. Anything being going to be offered, or what's the likelihood they stay? Uh, just, I'll just get the Neto one quickly out of the way. Mm. So Neto, uh, they're hoping he'll be in contact training by the end of this month. Uh, was what we were told last from Bruno. So we'll again, we've got the press conference tomorrow. We'll do try and get updates again on that. But from what we, we last heard, that's the plan. Obviously, there's been pictures of him this week back on the grass and everything. So, um, and he was, I think, the week before that as well, if my memory serves me right. So. Hopefully, good news in that. And just to add to that as well, speaking to Bruno about Johnny and Neto, he was very keen to say that he doesn't want to rush them and, and do something they regret, i.e. you know, have a relapse of an injury. So expect they may take a bit of time to get back into the first team picture. But I think we've discussed that plenty of times now. I think it's it's obvious with the injuries they had. Um so then yes, with the with those players out of contract, so what the current situation is and then what I would do. Um so we've got Sice, Martinho, Marcel, John Ruddy. I would, I'd be very tempted, as I say, say what I would do first, I'd be very tempted to to give all of them a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see they've got plenty of good young goalkeepers coming through. I could see the, the temptation not to re-sign John Ruddy, perhaps. Louis Molden's doing very well. They've got a few out on loan. Sarkic was doing well at Birmingham until his injury. Mm-hmm. They've got Sondergaard. They've got, they've got plenty of other goalkeepers. So there's possibility there. I mean, I, I'd be tempted to give the other three uh, contracts and I would have them as potentially squad players next season if you can upgrade on the, the starting position. I know Moutinho and Sice have been great this year but Moutinho's age and just Sice in, in general I think you probably can upgrade the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. And then what this current situation is um, so the idea really is right now they, they there isn't any talks uh, with any of them any any of those four Nothing uh, at the moment at all. No, so that that may start after the the transfer window. I know there's a bit of talk about Sice, um and and the the powers that be being keen to 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 talk to him and do something. Uh, obviously, it's you know with him being away, it may that may hamper it slightly. But um, until after January, at least uh, there there's nothing expected to to spark up. Um, and then it's also likely that with some of them or very likely that it, it might go all the way down to the wire at the end of the season uh, there'll be various reasons for that you know it comes down to families money contract there's plenty of reasons Bruno I imagine wants to reassess probably his options and and particularly with some of the ages of some of those players we're talking about and whether he may want to let them go and, and move on uh, I suspect we'll probably and this is just me speculating I suspect they probably won't let all four of them go but I May I could I could see, I could see one or two of them certainly not staying. Um, but as it stands, there there's no talks. They there may be some at the end of the month, uh, or it could go down to to the wire really. So it's a it's a update as you go kind of situation. So I'll keep on top of it and uh, and see what I can find out. Yeah, I mean, I get I get the Jean Moutinho links, but to be honest, I'd be surprised. I think he, especially in a World Cup year, I think that they will offer him a one year deal and. 
I hope that he signs it. And I think he will sign it. He seems to be pretty happy and enjoying his football. I think he's enjoying his football a lot more than he was last season, to be honest. So I think I can honestly see a situation where all three of them would stay. Uh, I think John Ruddy is, is the one that, you know, does he want to play first team football before, you know, for, for a couple of years? I'm not too sure. Maybe if he does, if he doesn't, I'd keep him, you know. I really would, unless they have like I know Sarkic is currently injured at the moment. But if they if they do, you know, bring in someone else who they really think that that is going to not, not push Jose Sar, but is going to be someone who I guess is a sellable asset, let's say, in two, three, four years time, um, or can step into Jose's shoes, you know, you know, if he wasn't with the club at, at some point. So that's the only reason why. But I would I would one hundred percent offer Saiz a new deal as well. I think he's massively earned it and become an integral part to the squad. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think what he offers off the pitch as well leads with qualities. He's got good experience as a. He's done very well this year, but I think you do need to make centre back signs first eleven centre back signs in the summer, if not this month. And um, and he may be the the victim of that really. Uh, but I think as a squad player in and around it, he can, can play midfield. I know he hasn't done it for a few years, but you know. He, can happen as a as a utility player. I think, yeah, you, you keep hold of him as well as Moutinho for me. Nothing but Neto. Um, kind of asking about Chiquinho this season and when we might see him used, but we, we've, we've discussed that. But he says, similar question, Ari Jordao, who um, who played and was very, very good by all accounts for the 23s the other night, uh, Liam, and and probably someone we might see a little bit more of going forward. I know he came off the bench and... Um, and is a, is a player maybe I'm not saying he's going to be starting anytime soon, but a player we will see plenty more minutes of and, and could be a very useful asset, especially in that centre. You know, you talk about it, we talk about maybe that centre midfield role, but he could be. It's always been two of three. Maybe it could be two or four by the end of the season. Yeah, I um, yeah I think so. Asking Bruno about him over the, you know, the last few months when he's coming back from injury and and coming back into the into the fold. It was about six weeks before. The January window uh, opened, and he said, "You know, he's got six weeks to essentially, you know, I mean, paraphrasing, six weeks to, to prove himself, or otherwise we may send him out on loan again." Uh, I asked him recently about that, and you know, has he has he done that? And he seems very happy with him. He seems happy with what he's offering. Um, I think the the player and the club are very open to potentially sending him on loan because he, he needs minutes. You know, at the age he's at, and, and having come back from injury, he, he he wants to play games. But you know, he played for the under twenty threes the other night and scored. I think it's probably as it stands now. I would I would hasten to say it's probably more likely he he stays, gets a few minutes with the first team, trains, plays for the under twenty threes when he needs fitness. Um, and I think that's probably the likely situation with him now. And you know, Wolves need bodies, of course, and, and particularly midfield. So um, I think that's probably the situation. But Bruno seems happy with him. He certainly does. Uh, of course, it, you know, it could change the next ten days, uh, eleven days, but. As it stands, I think he's probably gonna he's probably gonna stick around. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, what else have we got here? Northern Wolf says, could we see any benefit from move from the increasingly average donk uh, or Willie can't get a game bolly in this window to have a little reinvestment before February? I think both are good squad options, but could see them raising funds for a genuine competitive addition if sold. Uh, I think that's very unlikely at this uh, this stage, uh, particularly with it being the twentieth now. I know things happen quickly in football, but it's very unlikely. I think Bruno is very happy with Leander from from what I can tell and what I hear. Um, with Willie Bolly, it's a very difficult one because of the injuries, and obviously they're disappointed he's not been able to to get games. 
but I think it's highly unlikely he'll go anywhere or anything happen with him um, transfer-wise while he's injured. And we're still yet to, to know really the extent and, and how long he's going to be out for. So, uh, yeah, I would um, I would take it very, very unlikely with those two that, that anything would happen. Jamie Not Jamie, or Jaime Not Jamie, says, what city slash ground would you recommend a tourist to visit and watch a Wolves game? I booked a trip around Wolves Arsenal and flew from LA to London, but of course the match was sadly postponed. Oh, Still enjoying my time in London and Dublin. Oh, I bet you did in Dublin. Happy days. Uh, but hoping I can make it back next season, Jamie or Jaime. Um, I would say if I was going to choose grounds to go to, uh, apart from Molyneux, of course, I would say Spurs away is a definite yeah. must because that's superb. But if you want to leave London because you've done London, I would say for the crack, if you want kind of like the football and you want the, the beers and judging by you going to Dublin, you might do. I would say Newcastle. Is a, is a great oh, weekend, yeah. great weekend. We've got it at the back end of this season, so looking forward to that. And maybe uh, throwing Liverpool in there as well, because Liverpool and Anfield, obviously historic and, and, and great city Liverpool in itself. I would say those would be the, the three, Liam. Yeah, to be fair, I can't I can't argue with those. They're, they're, they're bang on. Uh, I'd potentially Palin throw Palace, in... Crystal Palace away. Yeah, definitely not. Oh! <gasps> Old Trafford for the fact that it's... I'm not actually saying this seriously, but Old Trafford for the fact that it's historic, but my yeah, God, it needs, yeah, it needs a lick of yeah, paint, doesn't it? Yes, it um, does. More than a lick of paint, but yeah, I get you. Yeah. I would... True. This might be one you didn't expect. Oh, I would go, go... Here we go. Possibly Leeds. Okay. Oh, because... God, Ellen Road is an absolute... This is what I'm trying to... This is what I'm about to say. So it's, it, it is very Night wooden. Abstinence. It's very old. It's very run down. But Leeds as a city, you know, it's a, a fairly small and easy to get around, fairly nice, you know, city to go out and enjoy. And the atmosphere, to be fair to Leeds fans, was very, very good when I was there. That was my first visit there this year when I went uh, earlier this season. So um, I would go there potentially for the atmosphere and all that, but just be aware that it's, you know, it's a bit <laughs> dilapidated, the old, the ground now. Uh, but I think that's, a, you know, a bit of a curveball. But otherwise, I think, yeah, Spurs... Liverpool. I mean, I used to go to Uni in Liverpool, so Liverpool as a night out is unbelievable. Me um, too. Me too. Newcastle, bang on. Yeah, go with it. Okay, good. Um, I think I know the answer to this. Dave Reef says, considering the form of Samadio and Ignori and the attributes of Johnny, good in the tackle and on the ball, nice link-up play and bursting forwards, could Johnny play as a box-to-box midfielder for us? I think he's the kind of... If you're going to put any player out of position he's the kind of player you probably would rely on because he's he's very reliable very versatile very um, yeah well reliable is the, is the word really he, he can throw him into pretty much any position but you know at the top level football Premier League football I don't think you I don't think you move him inside no yeah okay no problem um, let's have a look can Liam Keane star explain his working out of why he thinks 8th would be good enough for Europe Oh yeah, that was from the video that yet yeah, slight slip of my of the tongue and I've double checked it today. So unless um the two or three places I've checked it are all wrong, uh it, it will be top seven uh, as the well, potentially top seven, obviously depending on the, the cup winners. Um so I think they reduced one of the European spot uh, Euro, Europa League, sorry, and obviously brought in the, the conference league. So I initially with a slip of the tongue I thought it was it was added on. So uh so yeah, it should be top seven. Uh, if the the cup winners FA Cup and Carabao go go the right way, which is likely, um, so yeah, Wolves will need to jump up a spot. 
to get uh, to get Conference League. Okay, no, nothing with cups. There's, there's no chance then. It has to be seventh, or you win yeah. a cup. What are the what are the runners up of the situation? I know the Carabao doesn't is not Europe Europa League anymore. It's the it's the Europa Conference, isn't it? Yes. So if they don't, so let's say that the winner of the Carabao is Man City. Let's say. So where does that where does that Europa Conference spot go to? That goes to seventh, would it? Yeah, correct. Okay, and then the FA Cup. If that winner and the if the winner is already in Europe, where would that go? Right now, you're confusing me. I wasn't ready for that question. Is it is it top four <laughs> Champions League? Is it as it stands, top four Champions League and just fifth Europe Europa League? You yes. know, as it stands, so there's extra two spots that could could, could filter down, or is it, or, or is it? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's fourth, and I think, I think it's top five, isn't it? As it stands. But there's always sixth and probably seventh that gets in. Is that is that right? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that I think that, that that's it. Uh, so yeah, it will just be top seven basically. So um, I, I, as far as I'm aware, it can't drop down to eighth in any of the circumstances. Um, so so yeah, so yeah, Wolves have got to jump up. Tom W Smith, what's the earliest I can buy an Easter egg? Asking for a friend. Well, they're in the shops now. They're in the shops about two weeks ago. I think that's why he's asking. Now. Now? Now, I'm joking. Uh, I'd say mid-March, maybe. When is Easter? Is it April? It's April something. I'm not sure the exact date. Um, I don't think you can buy one until... I don't think you can open Easter egg until Easter Sunday, I don't think, for me. You've got to buy it before that. But what I would say, Tom... 17th is, of April, Easter Sunday. Is it? Yeah. It seems late to me, that. But I would say... I would say... For me, the best part of Easter eggs and chocolate for me is, is is an all-round winner, and I've seen them all in the front of the stores at the moment. Cadbury's mini eggs, absolutely incredible. They've got everything. They've got your Cadbury's milk chocolate. They've got that crunch on the outside with that sugar shell. You can bite them. You can eat them. You can kind of like melt them in your mouth. You can do all sorts to them, all sorts of naughty things. I I agree. They're top tier. They're and the they number. Are, and that, for me, if you're going to have a, a, a bridge gap between now and Easter Sunday, that is your buy bags of that, or the little there's even little mini kind of like cardboard box of them, so you don't feel like you go through because you easily go through a bag. I mean, if you have them, if you have them sat on the way to Brentford and back on Saturday, Liam, there's no way in a million years the family size bag has got any more left. You have that with a, a hot cup of coffee and it's melting in your mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop it! I agree, they're top tier, but the the number one is when it comes to Easter is cream egg. Oh no! Cabbage cream joking? eggs. That's absolute Num- bottom tier. No, that's, that's literally one. Telford. That's number one. Are you oh, are you nice. actually mad? A cabbage cream egg is number oh, one. Oh no! Hands no. down. No. How do you eat your cream egg? <laughs> um, most of the time, it just goes in whole. Stu says, uh, is, <laughs> is Wordle a variant of, of COVID exclusively for Twitter? Every day it multiplies. I, I must admit, I keep on seeing people posting it. Haven't haven't got into it yet. Haven't 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 uh, really had a chance to, to look at it properly. Is it good? I'm, I haven't. I don't know what it is really. I've got Some no sort of idea. Guessing I, letters game is it? I don't even know what it is. I see, keep seeing people posting it, and I've got no interest, so I just scroll past. So green squares and stuff, and yellow squares, but I don't, I don't quite no know idea. what's going to go on. No, too too busy. Too busy, Stu. Come on, man. Maybe uh, let us know, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's too articulate for me and you, mate. I think. Speak for yourself. 
I will. Um, <laughs> can we really expect to compete with a top six on a regular basis when we don't have 50,000 seater stadium generating funds, says Mike? That's, a, that's an interesting question as well. Um, I think it's certainly a factor. Um, I think, you know, that helps if you if you have a, a bigger stadium, bigger income. But I don't think it's the be-all and end-all of it. Um, you know, Leicester have... I know Leicester have recently, or fairly recently expanded, haven't they? On the, or they've got plans to, or whatever it is, um, with with the King Power. But, they, they, you know, they've not got a huge ground. And they've been up in and around it for for a good few years now. Um it's difficult to, to argue against it because you know West Ham obviously have moved to the Olympic Stadium and then and uh, and they're doing very well now. But uh, I don't, I just, I don't think it really is the be all and end all of it. But I do think it's a it's, it's a factor to help. I think I don't think it harms you if, certainly if you if you have that. So um, and, and I think we'll in time we'll probably we'll aim for that. It's just you know taking a, a back seat basically. It's take, it's on the back burner for the time being. Okay. Dogs are making their, their usual barking. Dog sitters here, or dog walkers here. Is it twelve thirty-seven? Okay, you're a bit late, but that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> um, do you think Moutinho will leave or stay? Says Kev. Uh, I'm the same with you. I think with the World Cup, yeah, I think he stays for another year. Yeah, I'm gonna go over that. Okay. Uh, Gail says, in, a, in an ideal world, Johnny's back full fitness, Ignori's full fitness, Marcel's full fitness. Who, do, who, who starts for Wolves? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I think right now, uh, despite the injury, I have to go with Johnny because you have to. He is, for me, he's up there as a best in his position outside of the top six, traditional top six clubs. I think he's. he's the best, if not one of the best, in this position. I think he's that good. It's it's a it's, it's a big if because of you know the two big injuries he's had very close together. Does it depend he'll... on what, what system they play? A five or a, you know a three or a four? A four at the um, or for me, no. I think in any of the systems, I think he's he's the first. If Johnny comes back and is the number one at left wing back, let's say next season, what do you do if you're Ignori? Do you, just, do you just take it on the chin and and, and wait for your chance? I think so because he's still young. Uh, yeah, I think you have to. And, and, and what better player to learn from than Johnny? I think he's a very, very consistent performer. He's he's had plenty of games when he obviously was playing week in, week out. Plenty of games that, you know, he would be an 8, 9 out of 10. But almost every week without fail, he's a 6, he's a 7. Uh, well, that's, I say 7 because 6 isn't particularly great. So, you know, he's he's he, was, he hardly ever put in a bad shift. Very, very reliable, very consistent. So, yeah, I, I think... Provided he comes back as the same player and obviously has time to get back into the, the swing of things, I, I have to go with, with Johnny. And Aitnor is still young, he's got plenty of time. What better player to learn from? I, yeah, I think it's it's a good situation. Okay, we're going we're gonna to rush through the next three or four questions, okay, before we have preview Let's break. Let's go. Paul Mansell, could, uh, could you ever see Fabio as playing as a front three, uh, but not as the number nine? I think he's done uh, some of his best work out wide in his substitute appearances. Uh, I agree, he dropped into the channels very nicely in a couple games recently uh, but the answer is no I, I don't think he's anywhere near quick enough to play there he's a he's a box striker for me gets in the six yard box Ole Oni is the Sanchez deal totally dead yes <laughs> yeah I mean super grand much. what would be your dream job if you could do anything I'll do this uh, this is this is this is pretty much up there to be honest. Unless there you it's go. Play, unless it's playing professionally, you know, which I think you can't beat that. But this is the next best thing for me. Or rock um, star. 
Oh, okay. I've read it. Um, <laughs> Cody says, um, will we see Raul and Fabio up front in a 4-4-2 in the near future? Neto and Chiquito on the wings. I wouldn't say near future. It's, uh, it's asking a lot to change the formation from what they've been doing now and obviously bringing in a youngster who's only just signed. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, in time, potentially, Bruno will get there, but you know he, he made it clear as to why he stayed with the formation because the players have been doing it for so long now three, four years under Nuno. So, you know, it was difficult to, to get them out of those habits quickly. Uh, it may happen in time, but I don't think it'll be fairly soon. Wolves Women Podcast says, big three games coming up in the next 10 days for the Wolves Women. Top two plus them locked down the road. How many points do you think Wolves will get? Uh, will be great to have as many fans as they can for the Black Country Derby. Yeah, a, cu- a couple of tough games. But they've got to remember, they've got a few games in hand as well. It's their fifth at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're on, they've got nine games, whereas filed at the top. Uh, I've played 13. Um, so they've got, you know, they're, they're in a good position and they're only six points off Fylde as well and they've got Fylde and, and Derby coming up. So Six um, points from nine, I'm saying. I'm, I was just about to say the exact same thing. You took the words out of my mouth. Um, and I think that'd be a pretty, that'd be a pretty good, that pretty good outcome, I think. And to mention as well, me and you were going to be there at the, oh! at, at the game. You let me count the, the bag. The Derby. I wasn't sure if I was meant to mention it, but I've mentioned it, so let's go for we it. We will be there. We will be there. West Brom. And Wolves women, we're looking forward to it, mate, aren't we? Yeah, so, should be good. So it's that uh, just for any FC. Yeah, exactly. Any fans that want to get down Wednesday, the twenty sixth of Jan. Um, it's away at Sutton Coalfield Town FC, where the, the West Brom women play, um, and hopefully we'll be go we'll go down there and uh, come down. Yeah, well, we're going to do we're going to be doing you know the match coverage. We'll be doing yeah. a little analysis video, mate. We'll be doing as much as we can to yeah, exactly. to um, try and promote uh, the excellent work that they do down there. They're doing a fantastic, having another fantastic season. And uh, come and say hi. Come and come across. Come and come and come and have a uh, have a hug. Have a hug in person. <laughs> well, you can hug me like, but <laughs> I might just you know shake the Adama try out tra- the Adama transfer saga seems to be gathering pace. Says Sophia, do you still believe the Spanish Hulk will be a Wolves player come February the first? Of course, got his goal. Um, the second time of asking after taking one off uh, Pudence's toes, but so glad for him that he got that first goal of the season. Gets that the elephant's now you know out the room and um, and and hopefully he can he can kick on from here. I don't think for a minute he'll be featuring on Saturday as a starter. I think this is kind of his role going forward now for me. But still talks about Spurs. Do you think that he could be the big name that leaves Wolves between now and January the 31st? He's obviously the most likely for, for obvious reasons, with you know the contract and the interest. But I still think with the time that's gone, what, we, what we've heard so far and obviously the, the situation that 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 he's in and, and the club are in. I, I I just don't think it's quite going to happen this month. I don't think the right money will be offered. And and as we you know, as far as I'm aware, as we speak right now, no offers have been made yet. So um, I think I, I think it's becoming increasingly unlikely now as the days go on. Um, but then I also just get the feel that personally, again, you know, speculating, I think it, it's unlikely. He probably stays as well long term. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very fluid situation. But for now, I don't think I don't think he goes this summer. Or you know, can change obviously. But as it stands, nothing has come in. The interest is is interest, and uh, and he's quietly getting on with his job at the moment. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much, Mister Liam Keane. What I'm going to ask you to do um, while I 
read our um, beautiful sponsors out. If you go into the fancy Premier League for me, I just want to, because I, I keep meaning to do it, people asking me, can we just go through and just just to check who's who's um, who's had the highest score this week or something like that, or you know, just go through four or five pages, just give them a shout out. That's okay. I'm getting it up. Thank you very much. Go on to our Wolves thing. And whoever got the highest score, that would be great. Right, okay, here we go. First of all, a word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Uh, Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see our next available dates and to book your place, call 01902 one eight, right, Liam Keane. Um, just to just to just give a shout out to the highest scorer this week would be great. Uh, whoever that may be in the in the old Wolves um, Wolves leagues. Yes. So from what I can see, yeah, the highest scorer, John Kennedy. Right. Uh, his team name oiled up like Adama. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> At least it was a team name I can actually say, and it's not rude. Uh, he got 116 points. Wow. Fair play. Triple captain Bruno Fernandez. Ah. Oh. What a signing! Magnificent. Not Any other hundreds shout. in the in the first two or three pages? Yeah, there was a few hundreds. We got a hundred and bear with me. I'm just getting it up. Where was it? I'm getting there. Just slowly. To the top twenty. Top top twenty. Who 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 broke hundred in the top twenty? Uh, well, uh, whoever's in fourth, Forrest Rundle. Right. C Senor got hundred and two. Excellent news. Also, Captain Fernandez. Had Kane goal scorer, had yeah, done done well. Uh, we got 103. Oh, that's why you've said it. Why? You're such a what? Oh, you're such a what? You are who? such what are you a talking about? Self-absorbed little. What did you say? Who got 103? <laughs> so 18th placed Nathan Judah. Oh, what? With who? Borough till joking? I die. That's his wow. team there. <laughs> Got 103. Wow, fair play to that lad. Captain. Incredible. <laughs> 18th, 18th out of 750. Lad's doing all right, isn't he? Oh, you, sh- you should have used your bench boost, though. You had Ramsey on the bench. I know, I know. 12.6 on my bench. In fact, I think out of the, uh, the top 50, I think uh, you'll find that uh, 103 points was the highest score by anyone. Um, so, yeah. Just, just watch out, Wolves peeps, because the Judmeister, who's still got two free hits, who's still got his wild cards available, you know, he's coming for you. He's coming for you. You're not doing too bad, aren't you, in 18? Well, I've got to, you know, like I say, these coffees are going to be expensive, mate. So, 17 <laughs> cost of coffees I can cope with there. I've got four I've got four freebies on my card. Have you seen where I am? God, I don't even want to know. Go on. It can't three, be worse three. than Spears' efforts over the years. 337. Wow! Yeah, but that's out of... Bear with me. That's out of six hundred and something. That's like six hundred and thirty-eight. So I'm like, oh, I'm basically halfway. Okay. Well, you know, that's not that bad. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. What's eight? What's eighteenth out of uh, six hundred? On not bad, is it? Not bad, is it, mate? Well, hey, that's right. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. You've hey, done hey, all right. Top two percent. Um, right, Brentford. Look, 
Brentford battered United. I don't know if you watched the game. Battered United for the first half Correct. Uh, last night. They were excellent. For as good as they were first half, they were dem- demolished second half by United, who kind of got their act together and ran out pretty comfortable 3-1 winners. But they could have been easily 2-0 at half-time. I expect... And, you know, I've watched Brentford, you know, at the new stadium for everybody, by the way. Um, everybody managed to get a ticket because it is very small. I mean, it is incredibly small in there. It's really nice, but it's some more. And I'm talking like Sabutio levels. You wouldn't, It wouldn't look out of place for me as like an, oh my God, this is an amazing League 2 National League ground, I would say. It's that small. Is that harsh? No, I don't think it's so. It's very seen... small. I think it's just because it's the one, you know, one stand, one tier, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Especially it's on the way to... 17,000, is it? 17,000, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, but congrats if you got the ticket, and I'm sure new ground for everybody, which will be which will be lovely. Um, very good media facilities as well. Actually, at the when we're watching Liam, the ground in the inside press areas, meh, but the outside's very very good. So, so that's good. Um, I think we'll see more of the same, Liam. I think we'll see. Look, the Wolves are doing very very well. They should go there. They should be. They should be confident in going there and getting a win and getting a result. I think. Uh, but, and it's the same with. I think we'll see a maybe a bit of an angry and bit of a an intensive first twenty or thirty minutes from Brentford. But if they can weather that storm, and of course, there's a little bit of revenge to be had here from the from the meeting at home earlier on this season. There's no reason why they can't go there and get three points. Totally agree. Totally agree. You you look at the first game and uh, Brentford pressed very high, very aggressive, stopped Wolves from playing out from the back. I think Wolves now are much better at that, and that's natural with the the amount of time they've had training now with Bruno and, and doing it in games. But they need to have a lot of the ball. I think it's, it's obvious Wolves need the ball to, to get a good result. And if Brentford keep taking it off them like they did in that first game at Molyneux, then Wolves may struggle. Um, but you have to look at also, you know, albeit, as you say, Brentford batted United you know, in that first half and, and, and couldn't capitalise on it. They are in some bad form now. They've lost three on the spin now and they've conceded uh, four goals and then three and three in the last two. So you do the maths, that's ten goals. Whoa, quick maths there. Uh, <laughs> genuinely was doing the maths while I was speaking. Um, ten goals in three. They've won one out of their last six and lost the other five in the Premier League. Um, so it's they are certainly on a little bit of a, a downward slope and they're 14th now in the league. Uh, it's opportunity for Wolves, it certainly is. I think the, the, the biggest thing for me is how Wolves approach it with the formation. Because Brentford, um, certainly last night and, and recently, have been playing 3-5-2. Um, do Wolves, as Bruno has done in some away games, go there and pack up the midfield and play 3-5-2 as well? Or do they stick with 3-4-3? I, I feel that he may decide to to match them but I, I think with the form table being as it is they they, they may go with the, with the, the uh, three four three again and they've got obviously them playing last night they they may have to bring a few players in canos may move back over to the, the right they may bring uh, rico henry and they may, may bring baptiste into the midfield so they've got a few options they've got a few injuries but no new ones by the long-term ones so it's a it's almost a a potential banana skin um Particularly the way the first game went, but I'm hoping that that Wolves and Bruno are going to are going to learn from that because it was bar maybe Palace away that performance at home to Brentford was probably one of the worst of the season. So it's a, a bit of 
revenge and redemption is needed, I think. Yeah. Um, what can you see team-wise, Liam? I mean, I, I kind of maybe, maybe I'll maybe uh, maybe jump the gun slightly, but I would expect the same front three um, with... Well, by the way, great, great that Raul got his goal, but I was nervous about that penalty, but we talked about that. I want to see him running up and smashing it in, not that little dibble-dobble step. But I would expect Trinkau to probably keep his place, even though he was under par. Although maybe you think that maybe Troy might come in after that that um, that display. So you might think differently, Liam. Um, Ruben Neves, of course, comes back into that centre midfield training now and, and looks certain to start. I'd assume with Jean Moutinho and, and for for how well Toti did, which he did, he did absolutely fantastic. I would expect him to be to be on the bench, Liam, with uh, with Dendonka slotting back into that back three with with Sai still at the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, it's interesting because Bruno said he may have to go with with Gomez again, and I think I can understand where you're coming from with um, with playing Dendonka there. But Bruno was very keen to to say like he wants to play a player that is in their natural position. Um, and if he's insisting on that, I can see Gomez playing again. So I, I agree with you with the front three, that I think it'll be the same. I can see just the one change and see Neves coming in for Dendonka. And uh, and, and the rest being as it is. Okay. Putting it out I'll, there. I'll, I'll have to... I mean, that's that's completely fair. In, a, in, a, in an ideal world, with the best team, that if I was going to pick it this week... I would play Dendonka at the back, have Gomez on the bench, and I would play Traore as well. I'm still not convinced by Trincao, who remains on loan, to be no. honest. You um, also have to would, bear in mind the. I know you'd impact on for bench as well, and he did. You know, yeah. that's exactly what he did. You know, so so you know, from for the role that he's been given at this moment in time, and and the you know the the uncertainty over his future, I think he will be on the bench. But if I was me, if I was if I was if I was Bruno. I, w- I would start Troy and have Dendonka at the back. Those are the changes that I would make, but I completely understand what you're saying and what you're thinking and what you think Bruno mm. may, um, you know, may select. We were so close to our first winner, Liam. I thought it was going to be good for a while, two 0 and then it ended up being three one. I thought it was going to come in as well. I really I did. I thought it was but... coming. In. I thought that was the day. That was the day. It wasn't. But I'm giving you one more chance. One more chance. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Did, don't say you're giving chances. me one more chance. We both went with two 0 Give me one more chance, Keen. Come on. Um, it's Brentford. It's Wolves. I'll go first. I'm going to say it's going to be Brentford 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. I thought you might have cut out then. No, I was, I was thinking. I nearly went 1-1. One, one. I nearly went 1-1, one, one, but I'm well, going to go 1-2. I'm going for 1-1. One, one. You are going for 1-1. One, one. Oh, I'm really? Okay. One, one. okay. I think it'll be a tough game, but I think, um, yeah, with the form table, Wolves are doing very well. I think, yeah, I think 1-1. One, one. It's um, it would be great to finish off this little run and uh, with with a couple of games in hand and another win would be gr- fantastic with with no game next weekend and then the FA Cup so it'll be three weeks pretty much before Wolves have another game so if they can put everything into this game and come away with a win my goodness what an incredible first half and a little bit that would be for Wolves. Totally, it would be um, yeah, it's. You know they they are really over overachieving, aren't they? Um, and that's not to put the squad down, but I just think Bruno's doing a great job, and just with a few potential additions in Jan- in the in the summer and and a bit of movement and, and what they can do potentially this season, I think they're they're in a really healthy position. They keep they keep surprising us coming back. Um, so it's a very positive place to be at the moment, I think, at Wolves. And there there will be difficult times, and and I think the test of this squad is 
is when the difficult times come and when they're going to overcome it. Because it will happen this season. They'll go on a game, on a run of two, three, maybe four games. Maybe they won't win. Maybe they'll lose all of them. There will be a run somewhere where it will slightly slip up and they've got to overcome that and come through it. And uh, that'll be the real test of the squad. Um, hopefully, it doesn't happen anytime soon. But I, I think it's almost inevitable it happens. It happens to almost every club. So uh, they overcome that and come out strong with the other side. I think um, they can have a really good second half of the season. Hopefully... The two players we gave our predictions for a big second half. You went with Raul, I went with Huang. Hopefully, they start to combine when Huang's back in the back in the team and uh, and have a bigger big second half. Well, and one goal for one from uh, from the second half performance. They said the big second well, half, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Mine's not playing. I did, did say at the start of this podcast. What did I say before we went on air? What are we going to do this 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 week? Keep we it to an hour. Two. Yeah, nailed it. Oh, absolutely nailed it. One hour and twenty minutes in. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Ah. Uh, um, but at least, Liam, we sorted out your microphone. I don't think we're going to have too much echoing effect. I think that we've had a couple of weeks. So hopefully people let us know if it, um, if, if it listens a little bit better. But, uh, but thanks for sticking with us and thanks for listening to us always. We'll see you, or some of you, or very few of you, I guess, who've got tickets at Brentford on Saturday from me, from Liam. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.